brief hiatus we're ready to provide you with a, a bi-weekly radio show once again um stuff full of great new music interviews live recordings and uh, whatever else we feel you might enjoy um <clears throat> but initially um for those of you who follow us on soundcloud you'll know we've been posting premieres of exclusive music for the best part of two years now but uh, such is the demand and a number of submissions, it's reached the point where we're having to turn away music, um, which really excites us, stuff we really enjoy. So we've been having a think, and to enable us to share more, but not saturate SoundCloud with posts, we're uh, consolidating the premieres within the radio show. So expect um, a host of new and exclusive forthcoming releases um, on some of your favourite house, disco and edit labels, um, and of course some of your exclusive Sloth Boogie stuff as well and that's going to be every two weeks so each show on a Monday once every two weeks um, but as well as the radio we've also been busy with parties and we've got two crackers this forthcoming weekend um, on Friday the 11th we take over the Shoreditch platform in East London uh, where we'll have control of their new Function 1 system for the duration um, there's still a few free tickets available on RA, so just search us on RA or as for more things these days. Uh, there's a link in our bio for those of you on your phones. Um, and then straight away on the Saturday after that, we take off to Berlin, where we're going to be taking over the Wintergarten at Sisyphos for um, the duration on Saturday night. Um, that's the 12th of October. Um, but we won't be going that solo. We're going to be enlisting the friends of... Or rather, we're going to be enlisting the support of two good friends in the form of Lely Sachi and uh, Rough Stuff. Um, they're going to help supply the ammo for the 12 hours we'll be, we'll be there. Um, then later in this show, we've got an interview with That Man Monks. He'll be talking us through some of the finer points behind this forthcoming album, which is called Non-Zero Sum Game, and that's dropping via his own Shade Leaf label uh, later in the month, I think it's the 25th. And as if that's not enough, We've got a live recording of our recent Sloth Boogie label showcase, which was at Renata in Berlin um, just last month there. Uh, we've got around 45 minutes taken from the middle of the super talented Joe Clean set. Um, so that's not to be missed towards the second half. Um, but leading into the show, the first track you heard was Crack and Smack. Uh, that's the new track, Summer On, uh, which features the vocals of Emuji. And this coming in now is Harry Griffiths with Since We're Here. 
one from Casino Times. And this is the A1. This is called Rush. This is quality stuff. You'll enjoy.
in the background now you've got Kolya Gerstenberg um, and this track's called Where They're From and this is the forthcoming Lumberjacks in Hell.
now from our boys Eat Messy. Uh, the artist is uh, Footsteps, and the name of the track is Satan. Thank you. 
coming in now is uh, by Azure. Uh, this track's titled Roads Fashion, and this is forthcoming on Crooked Lids.
Alexander's mix of a track called Higher Powers, and this is A Man Called Adam. background now is uh, unbelievably the 22nd in the Secret Squirrel uh, series of, of edits and this is the B-side.
background now by that man monks um, who will join us for an interview very shortly and this track is what you think i do Uh, a big one for us this is 
the next in our SB Edit series 007. Uh, there's been the B1 that's called B2B. Uh, this is crafted in-house by our own fair hands. So this will be released forthcoming towards the end of the year, we're hoping.
Welcome, Yatman Monks, to the Swath Boogie Radio Show. Um, you've stopped in very kindly via the telephone to give us uh, the lowdown on your forthcoming album, Non-Zero Sum Game. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, Ken. I'm a lot better than I was the last time we bumped into each other, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I think you and, you and I both, mate. You and I both. I yeah. think um, we Happy had the, the, for those listening, we had the pleasure of playing back-to-back in Romania this summer at um, Deruza Summer Hills, which is a, a magic little festival. Um, uh, and the, it's really the, special. The people and the, the vibe there are tremendous and somewhat life-affirming. Um, and I guess, actually, with that in mind, um, have you played anywhere else recently that has captured that imagination in, the, in a similar sort of way, Scott? Yeah, um, I, I always kind of try and take each gig as a separate entity because otherwise, you know, you're comparing. But yeah, some certainly stand out, and Darusa always has. They're a great bunch of people, and as, as you said, to, to close a festival that's been as much fun as that was for two or three days is a beautiful experience to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, the, the, my favourite, my most preferred gigs are kind of intimate intimate with knowledgeable crowds um for instance my, my best this year i think if i had to choose one would probably be at motor city wine in detroit because yeah half of the people in the room you probably own music by and you really have to bring your a-game but yeah. you know in a nutshell I, i'd like to dj and it not really be about me but you, you're actually trying to have like a shamanic connection between the music and the people there to get everybody to have a collective experience yeah rather than to have photographs taken and use them for my socials that doesn't interest me that much to be honest yeah <laughs> it maybe should most of my agents agree. yeah i mean i have to admit i'm i'm cut from a similar cloth as yourself and um yeah. you mentioned sort of playing in detroit there everybody mm. obviously has a rich heritage in detroit with with house music and, and techno um yeah. coming from the north of england what was what was the scene like where, where you were growing up what made you think you know what i'm going to get into house music here uh, to be honest, I'm not from the north of England. I, I was brought up in a place called Mount Mowbray, which is in the Midlands, uh-huh. and moved to Sheffield as a student in the like mid-late 90s sort of time. Um, and for me, I, I was very aware of Sher- Sheffield's musical heritage with, you know, Warp Records and Bleep and, and the sort of synth stuff in the late 70s and early 80s. Yeah. It's always had a, a rich heritage. By the time I got here, it had a huge house scene. Um, you know, lots of nights that were known nationally and people traveling to it where, you know, you could go and see all the big American guys or also all the big British and European guys would be on playing slightly different genres of house the next day. It was, yeah. it was massive when I got here. But pre that, when I was at home in Mount Mowbray, I was probably more of a hip hop boy. Started working part time in the local record shop and just picking up tapes from people like Kenny Carpenter and Masters at Work and Todd Terry and people and realizing that I really liked that too. Uh-huh. Um, but it was only really moving to the big city and getting access you know, to go out and be, well, being legally allowed into places to go out yeah. that really turned me on to it. Pre that, I was a hip-hop guy who was kind of arguing with kids at school about the fact I didn't really like rave music that much. But yeah. house is a completely different animal, obviously. Indeed. So, I mean, you've, you've obviously been collecting and, and DJing for a number of years. Um, was it then an, a natural transition for you to become a producer or have you always kind of had sort of musical urges at the same time? 
yeah, I, I guess I had. Maybe I wasn't aware of them. But um, I moved, when I moved to Sheffield to study, I had a friend who um, had decks and equipment. So, and he was already quite a good DJ. And he sort of taught me and spotted that I got my head around it fairly quickly. And I'd already been collecting records for many years. So I had a kind of a, a head start on a lot of guys, I guess, with, with that. And um, from there, really, it was the same as everybody else. There's just, you know, house parties to a local bar to trying to pick up a residency to hopefully a couple of the local clubs noticing you but all of that was happening long before i'd really thought about producing yeah i was toying with the idea of music i'd maybe learned a little bit of guitar or i was, I was kind of interested in it but it was probably you know in the early 2000s hearing i guess like jay diller and what moody man was doing then that made me think i want to do this i want to see if i can have a go Mm-hmm. And I left a job and got a bit of a payout and bought some equipment and um, bought an MPC and started really from there. But I worked on a couple of projects with this kind of collective group projects. So one of them was Small Arms Fire, another one was a Sheffield thing called Bare Knuckle Soul for a couple of years. And I, I kind of didn't like the industry or some of the expectations with it. And I was unsure about it all and stepped away and tried to, I guess, grow up and have serious jobs and things. But it didn't work for me. And uh, around about 2012-13, my best friend passed away and a business that we were involved in folded. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, go back to what you want to do. Like, your life's very short, do what you want to do. And I've not yeah. really looked back since then, to be honest. This is what I do. That's amazing. So, and it's, you touched on it there, um, that you've, you've always found uh, enjoyment through musical collaboration. And I think this record is, is no different. You can feel... Um, lots of different influences from people both directly and indirectly um, are there any particular collaborations that stick out as being particularly special or invigorating whilst making the, the, the record I, th- I think all of them in, in a different way but I'm really lucky that I get to work with people I've become friends with that I've been working with now for a while so it makes the process really smooth we there's not a necessary need for direction or any expectations. We already know what we all do. For instance, um, yeah. the first track on the album, The Others, um, the, the vocals from Malika Mir, who's the MC in Madison, Washington, which is another project I'm in where we make hip-hop together. Yeah. Um, the trumpet player on that record is Laurent Thomas, who's also Pan Amsterdam, and I produced his debut album last year. Yeah, fantastic and, album. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and uh, we're hoping to do something more next year, I think. Um, but Pete Simpson, uh, who's the musician on that record as well, I've been working with him since I first started doing music, and he's one of my best friends. It's the, f- the reason I'm so proud of that one. It's the first time I've got everybody on the same record, <laughs> and I, I suspect we might have a project in now. You yeah. know, like the others conceptually, because it's it, it's just great fun to do, and it's something I've been trying to pull off for a little while with the guys. Also on the, the record is, uh, as I said, Pete Simpson singing on one of the tracks. He always will on nearly everything I do. And Nikki O appears on a couple of tracks. I met her in Detroit a couple of years ago, and we uh-huh. got on really well. I was already a fan of hers from the work she'd done with Mahogany back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, she's just a lovely lady, and we clicked. So we collaborated, and hopefully we'll do more. And the curveball on it is um, Miss Faye, mm-hmm. who is a young vocalist from Brighton amazing jazz soul vocalist her solo stuff's great you really should check it out but it was the first time we'd really stumbled across each other and the the funny story bit there is i think her mom used to cut my mom's hair (laughs) i believe and we got linked through that (laughs) um so 
my world. I, I do love to collaborate. Like, I think it's great when you friends and know the people. Yes. And I'm, I'm very lucky I've been doing this for a while. So the group of people I do work with, we all know each other really well and, and how to work it. We don't have disagreements about, I guess, the business aspects because we're all really used to working with each other. Yeah. So it's almost like I've got a little little team of people that, you know, we're all part of each other's team. There's certainly sure. no, no boss or anything. And you know, I'll be hopefully producing stuff for their records. Indeed. You know, next year. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, th this is your the, the second LP that you've released under your That Man Monks moniker. The the previous record, Columbusing, being released in 2016, I believe. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Has has this LP been brewing since then, or is this more of a recent endeavour? Um, to be honest, this this LP, I'd never conspired to do it. Um, it just came along organically. Like I ended up with a a few tracks that felt like there were too much for EPs, or um, you know, I could add to them and make an LP from them. And also, it was an opportunity to do something on my own label, yeah. which I always wanted to do having been around this game for a few years i've learned to self r and to to run the business of managing a label and in the current climate that as much as you can do yourself is probably beneficial to you as an artist i'd advise all younger artists of that mm -hmm. that's not to say that earlier on in your career to collaborate with a label especially one as good as delusions of grandeur and get a and by jimster that was really really helpful mm -hmm. But you always, with working for anybody else, there are expectations on all sides about the kind of label it is and what sound they have. And whereas if you have control of that yourself, obviously you can really do whatever you want to do. And I find that really free. Yeah, I'll bet it is. And, and with that in mind, which aspects of, of the LP would you say you're most proud of? Um, I'd probably say this will be <laughs> a bit of a rambling answer, but kind of all of it, because... I didn't know how difficult it would be to um, be running the business departments of it and collecting the artwork and dealing with distribution and, and PR whilst finishing an album. That's a, like a new skill set I wasn't aware that I had. Mm -hmm. I can multitask more effectively than I, I knew I could. Um, that was the challenging aspect of it, was to get everything together artistically in a way that I was really happy with, but also you know, an inefficient time scale to make sure it could be released when it was supposed to be and you know, and it looked like it should and it was budgeted for, all of those sort of things. And I hadn't factored that in and it makes me even more have even more admiration for a lot of the guys I'm I'm probably the biggest fans of that often have their own imprints and do stuff really their own way. I think there's something just really freeing about that. So that's my proudest thing is I'm now doing that, which yeah. is something I always wanted to do. Fantastic. And with regards to sort of the musical side of of the album what would you say the the biggest influences have been um on on your output in that regard i think I'm good. And again like as you <laughs> i always answer questions in two or three different ways but like direct influences for me are probably the people i work with and collaborate with uh -huh. because you're speaking to them a lot and you know you're aware of each other's music and they give you something back that makes you change what you did so i think you're directly influenced by people you know and actually work with but for me i've always been massively influenced by detroit generally in most genres of music just the way that that city is and the way it approaches music both from a sound way but also a business way um, there's, there's something about it and this album was very much me aware that 
I was getting to produce hip-hop albums for Pan Amsterdam and Madison Washington, so I didn't need to allow that to bleed into this as much. I could be much more stripped back and focused on the dance floor. But I couldn't really take credit for a lot of originality with my ideas in house music because I don't really think anybody can. Yeah. Um, so I, this one for me would be very much a Detroit influence record. And most of mine probably will be. That's the major source of inspiration for me. Yeah, yeah. It certainly comes across and it's very, very musical. And some of the, the samples that you've managed to get yourself a hold of are, are fantastic. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm sure everyone listening will too. Um, but aside from the album, uh, which drops on the 18th of October, uh, what yeah. else have you got in the pipeline? I, think, I believe we put it back to the 25th, by the way. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so that's good to let you know. <laughs> good to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got in the pipeline, mate? Uh, I think I was telling you a little bit about some of this when I last saw you, but um, I've started a, an edits label called Hot Peas and Butter, which we're up to our third release now. They're, yep. they're all going really well. I've got something, we'll have something else out before Christmas with that. I think I'll probably do a single, maybe remixes from the album in the early part of next year. I'm starting a new project, like a modular analog project with a guy called Ross Orton, who's a really famous music producer in Sheffield, and that will hopefully allow me to either figure out if I've got or express my sort of techno and electro sides a little bit more. Yeah. Um, this hip hop stuff due next year with the guys I've already mentioned. And uh, I'll hopefully be traveling around a lot, kind of touring the album and you know trying to get people into it and me <laughs> and uh, seeing a bit more of the world and catching a bit of sun with any joy <laughs> i indeed uh, i'll drink to that and having enjoyed <laughs> romania with you i can i can urge everybody listening to go and check scott out when he when he plays next because um the boy can dj that's for sure thanks man well if we're really lucky our book is together again so we can have yeah, fun and mischief fun. as we did last time are you are you listening to Rusa Summer Hills? You know what you know what to do with. <laughs> I've already been chasing those guys about next year. <laughs> I love that place. Uh, well, Scott, thank you very much for um, taking the time out of your day to join us here and have a have a quick blether about the the album and, and everything else. You're that goes on. very welcome, Ken. Thank you for having me. I love what you guys are doing, and I look forward to seeing you the next time I'm down in the Big Smoke, hopefully. Yeah, man, of course. Keep in touch, please. I'll speak to you soon. I can't do without you. Need you by my side. The Slot Funky Radio Show. And to take you out for the rest of the show, we've got live recording of Joe Clean taken earlier in September um, at our Sloth Boogie showcase at Renata. Um, enjoy what Joe has to serve up to you. Some people.
Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've never been the same. Since you started loving me, I've